you've discovered TalkZone.com, the best in Internet talk radio. TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, for those of you that like to call in and get a brief reading today, you can call in to 1-800-336-2225. Uh, and uh, those of you that do call in will get a free Wisdom Toning Series Meditation CD. And also we'd love to hear from you. Anybody who wants to let us know uh, what you think of the show or questions you might like to have answered, you can uh, email us at ambers at masteringourselves.com. The phone number again is one 800 3362225. So Keith is going to share with you some of the different countries and the group lessons that the different countries have that if these group lessons were dealt with, we could start seeing a reversal of all the natural disasters rather than an increase. You know, we're in a um, pretty good financial crisis right now. And um, I figure that uh, one part of it was the consumers were buying beyond their means, you know, like using credit cards or buying houses or whatever, and you really don't have the money to back it up or the job to back it up. Uh, and, and in a reasonable way, you know, like it's, it looks like it'd be pretty easy for you to do, reasonably easy. Uh, the second part, I think, of the problem is you have predator lenders. Get as many deals as possible. Get as many sales as possible. Number three, which is the uh, the co- the source of it, but I guess the source would be uh, you know United States people in general. But the source uh, that started 1995, uh, Clinton Reno, uh, they made it mandatory, like almost a crime, uh, that they did this, but mandatory that banks must give extra to unqualified minorities and the poor. And um, so right there, it started things going. Instead of who can afford it, they were bi- biasly giving it to uh, minorities and the poor, which, you know, that is not sound financial ways of doing things. And so, you know, what goes around, if you start something that's not sound, it's going to come back around. And, you know, the magnitude of big federal organizations and banks like uh, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, uh, huge trillions of dollars, it's going to come back hard if you leave it unregulated. Now, Bush in 2001 and 2003 really was trying to get the Congress to get some regulations on it. Uh, Senator McCain in 2005 co-sponsored a bill to try to get it regulated because Bush and McCain both different times were seeing it just going way out of control, you know, and they're looking going, oh, my God, this is just going crazy. Well, it went crazy, and the Congress didn't do anything about it, and um, so that that seems to be how that sizes up. There's some people very much involved. Um, of all the co- congressmen and senators, Barack Obama got the most per year of anybody, so that means he's tied in. He has... Um, financial advisors from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac that are in his um, campaign and, and advising him financially. Uh, this is very strange uh, to be that involved with yet another uh, corrupt kind of thing going on, sledding the people down. So we're talking about countries. 
and we're we're with New Zealand right now, and there's much good in New Zealand. It's wholesome, it's natural, uh, but there's an inner conflict and corruption gradually escalating. There's a struggle, and they can't go forward very far without keeping and falling back down. They they try to go forward, but they fall down because there's too much inner conflict. They must override corruption and or conflict and or competitiveness and power struggle. Japan's the next one. Uh, Charmaine and I, here's the only one of all these readings we got two opposite things. Um, and, th- and then it sort of puts it together why we got this. My read was, I go into Japan and it's like preoccupied, um, they're complacent, um, more people doing their own thing, people more detached from government, somewhat self-focused and indulgent, not unified except I can do whatever I want to do and more and more I can do that, selfish, indulgent, without purpose bigger than themselves. So there's a torque between that and the old system where they were like automatrons um, uh, and not having individual value. So from automatrons and not having individual values, value, uh, a portion of the country now is there, and another portion is is going radical into uh, me, 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 me kind of thing. And so, you know, that needs to balance out uh, somewhat like how women's lib needed to do it. Uh, and so it's sort of got the two ends of it screaming. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, helping humanity wake up one show at a time. Uh, don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. If you'd like to call in for a reading, we're giving away free meditation CDs, 1-800-336-2225. And be sure to uh, drop us a line, let us know what you think, any questions you might have to be answered on the show at Amber's at MasteringOurselves.com. So South Korea, they are naturally industrious. Uh, They're impassioned. They're intense. They could just naturally, by being themselves, go into being a strong military force. They're just powerful that way. They're doers. They're climbers. They're always trying to find their power place or power products. And the request to them... Make sure you help others and share with them on your way. You know, because it's just like move aside. We're coming through and we're going to make it bigger and better and bigger and better and make a bigger profit. And once again, make sure you help others and you share on your way. North Korea. There's bullies everywhere that the people must overthrow. When we look at North Korea... It's like uh, the thing that keeps reoccurring to me is like a dead plant, just dead. And the dead plant represents the people dying on the vine. Their spirit is pretty much killed. It is so suppressing, just thoroughly suppressed. So the energy around North Korea is really stuck, uh, dying, deceitful, hateful, arrogant, heartless, uh, weak, and... um, destruction oriented you know they they're just they're just not pulling their weight 
the people are taken over by immense evil force, and it's um, it's very bleak. It's like Sudan. It's very bleak. So we looked at California, and I thought you'd be interested in this. Um, a tremendous performer, world-class economy, uh, lights on all night, all day, because they're working all night and day. Is the energy that's there. It's extremely productive, very competitive, on the move, very alert, intelligent, competitive in performance. Uh, they got it working really well. It's like a, a, just a tremendous, huge machine working really, really well. New York, much observation, intelligent strategizing, moving forward, figuring out how, and improving. So that's sort of where New York is. And the last state we did was Texas. A massive machine, a massive creative machine. It's prosperous, innovative, expanding, finding solutions. It's a survivor, um, and it's an active participant in life. So these are states that hold quite a force. Canada, light and progressive. It's it's light in that it has much less stress. It's one. It's a nice place to live in the world. It's just uh, and it's progressive. It's it's doing better and better things. Mexico. When we go into Mexico, there's there's just thorough heartbreak, and you know there's. Like trying to be a wall along the Rio Grande to keep people in, and they're trying to leave. Uh, you know, you got places like Mexico, Cuba, Russia, used to China, uh, and and some of the Muslim countries that are trying to do go to great extent to try to keep people in because it's so miserable there. You had something to say on Mexico, Charmé. Mexico has um, uh, heavy, heavy, heavy karma. The people, the people that are born into Mexico have heavy karma. So here's what they try to do. They try to escape that karma by coming into our country. And the problem is, is all they do is bring their heavy karma into this country. This country doesn't take away their karma. Can't do it. Nobody can do it. Even people who think that Jesus is going to save them of their sins, he can't do it either. He can show you how to get through it, but he can't take them from you. So in Mexico, they have all this heavy karma that they think they can escape by coming here. But in fact, what they have to do is stay in Mexico and work through their karma as a group. You know, there's horrible corruption, and uh, there's horrible corruption in Mexico. And that could come to an end if the people would stay there and deal with it, and they don't want to do it. You know, there's something to be said about countries where the people are more busy escaping than that they want to stay there. And, of course, the Mexican government, they don't care if the people leave. It's less burden on them. What the heck? So, you know, Mexico, in order to turn this around, uh, needs to stop uh, running away from it and go into it. You know, that isn't much different from anybody who has difficult lessons that they don't want to deal with, and they keep running and running and running and running until something nails them like, oh, I don't know, some major health issue or a car accident or a divorce or they lose their job or they lose their 
child, you know, any of many big things that they run, 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 run until finally it just hits them. It's the same thing and you you can't outrun your karma. It, it just it just dogs you and it, and it's meant to. It's not meant to go away. So if Mexico could finally step up to the plate as a people and own that they have this karma and I'll tell you what, there isn't one person that's been born into Mexico that doesn't have uh, that w- that wasn't meant to. Every mm-hmm. single person that was born into Mexico was meant to be born there. They exactly are where they need to be with their lessons. I don't care how awful it is, and I understand that it can be pretty awful. They were born there for a reason, because they have karma that matches the country. So instead of trying to escape it, how about let's deal with it? You know... um it was shocking to me when I heard uh, in some documentaries and different places that it's not the poverty that drives so many people to America from Mexico as much as it is the crime. And that just shocked me. And, and, and these documentaries, you know, were showing all kinds of pictures of this. I don't know which is true, but several sources are saying it's the crime more than the poverty that's driving those people here well then they need to take a stand in their country and get it turned yes. around you, you know you can do that one block at a time and then right. another block and that's another right. time and you know what a handful to do it so f- further in mexico heartbreak disappointment struggle um we're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time. Give us a call, 1-800-336-2225, and we will be right back. We are back, and thank you for staying with us. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves. Anybody that wants to call in, 1-800-336-2225. Three CDs going out to anybody calling in. And we would love to hear from you at ambers at masteringourselves.com. Which is the next country? We're on to Venezuela, and what's going on there is it's like a good people, but bitten by a semi-poisonous snake. They're languishing in pain, struggle, and discomfort, and they must overthrow corruption like any suppressed people. So what kept recurringly coming through when we were working on this this afternoon from this, uh, these guides that were talking to us is how much people in the world have to start taking stands against governments. And... You know, it isn't necessarily an easy thing to do, and um, but it needs to happen. And Venezuela is an, uh, another place where that needs to happen. Well, don't you w- wish there was more people yelling about uh, the fuel thing and, and getting our oil back going before all that happened and we're just left giving $700 billion a year to countries that a lot of them don't like us? And they, they source the terrorists. And then, um, <laughs> whoops. And then also, don't you wish somebody was raising their voice even louder and louder and louder about Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae? Don't yep. you wish that happened? You know, maybe if one of us got a hold of that information, we could find a way to get it out and, and get somebody doing something about it. Um, you know, in, um, 
911, when that happened, there was just a big stink going on, and the government wouldn't do much about it uh, because the people wanted it answerable. They said, you know, we don't want this to happen again. And finally, McCain and Lieberman pushed it through Congress and got it going to where um, they had a 911 commission and resolved why it happened and what we're going to do about it. And so they yelled loud enough. So, you know, we need we need people in high places, people in low places. Uh, we need to be civilly discontent on things that aren't right and be whistleblowers, not obnoxiously, not hateful, but constructively, because if off-balance bad things go too far, like in Venezuela, they went too far, like in Cuba, they did, like in Russia, you know, uh, look what happened the... Uh, Muslim countries, the uh, religion got out of hand. It went radical, and now you got a lot of people, a lot of good people in these Muslim countries, Muslims themselves, hijacked by an out-of-control theocracy that has very little regard for them. Colombia, people following great leadership, trying to find their greatness, uh, they're good-oriented, they're trying to rise to high level in all directions and functioning. God bless Colombia. They're on track. They are wow. on track. God bless Colombia. Yep, they're on track. Brazil. Boy, this is a sad story. Brazil is in the country that's probably the largest. Did you want me to do this? The, probably the largest uh, uh, rainforest anywhere in the sure, world. Sure, absolutely. And huge amounts of gems and minerals and crystals. Natural resources. And they exploit it rather than harmonize with it. Lar- oh, largest baby. river in the world, greatest forest in the river uh, world, more uh, gems and minerals. Just amazing. You know, they they are charged with working, learning to work in harmony with uh, nature's resources rather than exploited for power, money, greed. That doesn't mean they can't use those resources, but they have to do it in a balance with harmony, with a balance and in harmony with nature rather than uh, rather than just exploiting it for their own gain and good and they just don't care about anything else. You know, this might mean that we get less certain woods or less certain crystals or less certain gems. So what? Ethanol is a huge one for them right now. You, you you have to you have to work in harmony with nature and what nature is providing in a way that is sustainable instead of just well I want it I'm going to take it. Yeah, it's a gift to the world what they have in in, yes. in the lungs of of the world basically the major lungs of the world. And uh, we need to respect that there's a huge groundswell of high ambition for the businessmen, and they're doing a lot of damage. You know, uh, Keith makes a good point of how they are lungs of the world, and so as they exploit, they actually threaten the lungs of the whole world. So their exploitation is going to have far-reaching effects as they ruin the rainforest instead of coming up with ways to work in harmony with it. That's right. So... um which one are we going to do when we come Cuba, back? Cuba, the, the quagmire in Cuba. That is a quagmire. Jeez. I was hoping that he would go, but he didn't quite go, did he? Uh-uh. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. We'll see you when we come back.
Might as well give me another number. <laughs> he gave you three, I'll give you one. 1-800-336-2225. There's still time for you to call in for a reading if you want. And if you call in, we're giving out free meditation CDs. Also, we'd love to hear from you at ambers at masteringourselves.com. What, what's the next country we're doing? Cuba. So these are group, again, these are group lessons that each, uh, that, you know, people will get born into particular countries because they have particular lessons. So there's going to be whole group areas that have specific lessons. And, you know, Cuba has recently got smashed twice, right? Yeah. Well, no, yeah. no once. Haiti got twice. But boy, they got smashed, right? Yep. Big time. And they hadn't, uh, in many years, right? All, they, they generally get missed, I believe I yeah, read. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing how many hurricanes run through there and they usually don't get yeah. hit. You know, there's a time, you could have the same problem, but there's a time where, where life just goes, okay, you're going to have to deal with this now, you're going to have to get some consequences to sort of push you more or fracture you more so that you can shift something. And I would like to remind you that the guides every bit have the ability to specify where hurricanes are going to go, where tornadoes are going to go, where earthquakes are going to hit. Believe me, this is no-brainer stuff for guides. They simply make decisions uh, about what is wisest and where it's wisest. I, I don't know how many of you have heard this story before, but I'm going to share it again because it's a great example. When we were living on Maui, there was a hurricane that sat right off the coast of Maui and was it was sort of like it just sat there for a number of hours, sort of almost like deciding what it was going to do. And at the time we were around the Sonoma Circle and they said to us, we are deciding whether or not to have the hurricane hit Maui. And we were like curious, well, why is that? Well, the people of Maui arrogantly think that, that Maui will never get hit by a hurricane because they're too good for it or something. Too special. Yeah, too special. That, that They're the elite in the, the world. The elite, yeah. Isn't that a sad story? And um, it's a sad story. Anybody who thinks they're the elite in the world. Maui, uh, the Germans, the French. You know, the ego loves to think it's elite. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, we're, we're in a phase... On the planet where nobody gets to be elite every, anymore. Everybody gets to have their own little specialty that they contribute to the whole, but nobody's elite. So anyway, the guys were deciding for a period, you know, for a number of hours whether or not to have this hurricane uh, go in and hit Maui to teach them a lesson. As I recall, they chose against it, and I don't remember why. I don't know that they ever told us why. But, um, you know, that, that's very clear communication that the guides are able to guide storms and, and natural events according to where the lessons need to be hit. And I remind you, you will see, well, uh, Ike, uh, there were pictures uh, of Ike, the whole beach is flat houses except for one or two or three or four. How do you suppose that happens? You know, how do you suppose that happens? Or you'll, you'll, you'll see, um, the tornado that ran a, a broad swath 
through an area and it's flat everywhere except for three houses left standing. So how do you suppose that happened? And let me tell you, it isn't construction. (laughs) (laughs) There was a choice made. Yeah, I don't care what the construction was. If the guys want it down, it's going to be down. I don't care what the construction is. So these are group lessons that that um, these storms are are hitting on group lessons. So we thought we would do a reverse approach and take you in on the different countries and what the lessons are in each country so that if people could start dealing with this, maybe we could get these natural disasters to decrease instead of increase. So uh, Cuba, when I go in there, there's... Uh, Suppressing hateful energy, <clears throat> angry energy, vengeful. It's like a rattlesnake with an attitude. The people are suppressed under this. The government is not for the people. And um, it doesn't listen to or take care of her people. The leaders are out of control. They're in a power lust. They're like a person blazing with six guns in a crowded theater. doesn't matter who the bullets hit. They're just... Whoopee! Having a great time in their own power where there's no restraints. And, you know, they say power corrupts, and generally that's true. And when you have seemingly an absolute power in a country, you can get really corrupt. So there's people trying to get out. You know, it's like, you know, if they get caught, a lot of times they get killed or imprisoned. And so they're, they're sort of imprisoned on the island. And the people's karma, I think, first of all, is usually when you have people suppressed like this, they suppressed others in other lifetimes. This lifetime, theirs is to get humbled and to fight for the right, you know, however they can, as best they can, fight for the right. And there gets to be a time when the karma is cleared and not before then. Just like, uh, let's say you have a bad marriage, there gets to be a time sometimes where it's appropriate to leave finally. but And sometimes you never get to that time in a lifetime. It's never appropriate to leave, even if it's very abusive, because of the karma being worked out. Well, people, have, you know, they try to do right, they get humbled, and if they clear enough karma with the right attitude, then it's time to take over the government, whatever it takes. And so, you know, these people have been suppressed for a long time. They had that kind of karma, just like slaves in the United States. They have that kind of karma. And so... Slaves of whatever color. Color isn't the issue. you got sex slaves going on in America today that are all colors. That's right. And while on one hand it's a horrible thing that we have... Slaves going on like that. On the other hand, you gotta wonder what the karma is of the people that are being enslaved. There's no accident when they get enslaved that these are their lessons. Right. You know, to get out of karmic lessons where life in some areas, area or areas isn't working out for you, you must, uh, have the right attitude, which usually takes quite a bit of humbleness. If you want to get out of problems, you got to get the right direction and you got to get the right attitude, which takes humbleness, forgiveness, that kind of thing. And then you can and then you can get out of that karma and you can get out of that karma to the point where you have the right to fight for it or to get a divorce or whatever is the problem. 
but there are so many divorces happening these days that, you know, it, it is not the right time. The lessons haven't been learned. Uh, maturity hasn't been gained. Uh, people haven't gone far enough in the lesson that the marriage, the struggling marriage had to offer. So we're going on to England now. Mm, I like that one. I remember this one clear. Too many rules and protocol paid mind to. They need to get beyond antique traditions. They don't have their vision enough or purpose and heart intact enough. And Princess Diana, you know, she was, um, she was a real example of what true leadership or royalty was supposed to be. She was real. She exposed, faced, and dealt with issues. And these issues were actually issues that her people had. And she put herself humbly out in the middle of, you know, basically looking like a fool for the sake of her people. And uh, what a beautiful thing she gave. And she was truly of royalty in her character. You know, she basically took herself off the pedestal. And the problem with the system in England is they still want the royal family on the pedestal. I don't know if you folks ever follow the royal family or not, but they're human beings that are mucked up, messed up, you know, just like everybody else. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. Keith talks about at different times about how they're supposed to be, royalty is supposed to be like a pure liaison from the higher realms to mankind to help uh, help people be organized in a higher purpose. See, that means royalty could be anybody. <laughs> Not just bloodline, but anybody who has the wisdom and the intelligence. But the other problem with royalty is you 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 always have somebody up and somebody down. Somebody's up on the pedestal, somebody's down from the pedestal. And we're in a time, you know, this is, uh, um, the guru system is similar to that. Somebody's up on a pedestal, somebody's down. We're in a time on earth when all of these pedestals must go away. You know, one thing about the United States is that you have a president and they can only be in the office a maximum of eight years. So nobody ever gets to like dominate the country for years and years and years on end. You know, George Washington was a perfect example. You know, he could have been in office for years and years and years and years. And what was it, two terms and he left? Yeah, two terms and he chose to leave. And also he died the next year, I think. Yes. Well, he was a tired guy. Yeah. But the point is with England is uh, it's a time to walk away from monarchies worldwide. It's a time to have um, not have pedestals going on in the planet. Also, it's a time to not have one race dominating over another or one race thinking they're elite over another. All that has to equal out. You know, the Dalai Lama is a good example. He is basically royalty, and he doesn't like people bowing and scraping or treating him special. It makes him uncomfortable. Uh, he, he likes love and equality and mutual respect, and he promotes that. You know what else I like about the Dalai Lama? I read this recently. If he um, if he's with somebody, he doesn't care who it is. If he's with somebody and they're scheduled for a half hour hour interview, 
And in the first five minutes, whatever it is, he just goes, you know, these people either aren't real or they're not honest or they're not whatever. He says, well, thank you very much for coming. He gets up and walks away. Yeah. He doesn't care who it is. That's just wonderful. Well, he's he's just honest. And yeah. he doesn't want to waste is going time. No, this is going nowhere, so I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah, and he's not rude. And no. that beautiful smile of his, he yeah. just says, well, thank you and, very and much. And his heart's loving. <laughs> I know. But he sizes the thing up and moves the way it's and most I productive. And I bet he's got a pretty darn good crap detector. You mm, know what oh I mean? <laughs> I, bet, yeah. I bet he can see through anybody anywhere. And if you don't have pure motives for your reason for being there, he's not going to be with you. That's so good. you know, you know, and he doesn't hold himself above these people. He just doesn't want to waste his time with the garbage. Yep, it's a beautiful thing. Ireland, gleam in the eye, vision, dreams come true. They have winning strategies. They've got their act together. Isn't that cool? That is cool. That's cool. France, self-impressive, and falling apart, self-undermined. They need humbleness. And they need to realize all are great, not just French. Boy, that is such a big, big lesson for them. They have been arrogant and full of themselves for a very, very, very long time, and it needs to come to an end. And, you know, they don't, they don't have good principles with uh, working with terrorists either, do they? Uh, well, they're starting to come back around. They go Are back they? and forth. You know, they got some of you go, yay, France, and then they go do other things and go, geez. What were you thinking? Yeah. The biggest thing for them is they need to get humble. And, you know, they really have That's a belief right. over there that they are the superior race. You know, they have a greatness. They gave us the Statue of Liberty. They've done great things in the world. And then they have this arrogance that just keeps uh, knocking them back down. You know, just not good. You know, Napoleon gives a good example of part of what's in France. And then there's a lot of humbleness and sweethearts there, too. So, But they have that, the problem that we said here. Germany. It's interesting. These two countries are right next to each other, and they're so different. Uh, methodical, technical, precision, order and mechanizing. They can do cars, clocks, ships, etc., just, you know, just fine. Precision. And they thrive on this. Yes. They need more of the French spiritedness, and they need more spirit, like spiritual spirit, more intuition, not just mental. So they're overly mental and not enough uh, intuition or spiritual. And they have a judgment about it. They have a judgment about the superior nature of their intellect. Mm-hmm. And they've completely shut down the intuitive flow of spirit and flow and intuition. You, you know, we're talking percentages. It's not completely devoid in the country, but they are deficit in intuition and sensitivity kind of thing. That's right. And they need to stop honoring intellect as being the end-all, be-all Clearly, as a race, they're gifted in that area, so it wouldn't be about not doing that area, but balancing it with more intuition and spirit. You know, another thing that happens with these sort of intellectual people is they don't acknowledge that a lot of times the spirit is what brings through the gifts that they have. (laughs) Boy, it's always the case. It's always the case. On this earth, the spirit allows you to have whatever gifts you have. And That's right. It can decide to let you have it or not, even if it's your soul's inherent gift. Uh, you know, there's gifts I know people have, and they, they just don't get them this lifetime. 
You know, Keith, uh, a number of years ago, um, provided us a first-hand example of what he was just saying. Is he still had parts of him that the guides wanted to humble out, and um, and he wasn't getting it. So, you know, if uh, anybody who's been around Keith and when he uh, uses his hand, they just have this incredible healing energy that comes through his hands. And there was still a part of him, this this is like, you know, like 17, 16 years ago, a long time ago. There were parts of him that still believed that that energy was coming from him and not from God. So they took it away. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> he would go to give you a massage. It was like flat, dead, boring, forget it, I'm not interested, go away. It was awful. I mean, it might have been technically crap, but there was no energy to it. And this lasted for about six months until he just went, I got it. I am the vehicle. I am not the source. And it's true of everything everywhere. All gifts from that anybody has, they're coming from spirit. Everybody. What you begin to realize is they can turn on or off any circuit yes. in you or anybody else. Yeah, because then they turned it back on. And Keith, when, when he really got it deep enough, they turned it back on. And it was amazing. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts. We'll be right back to finish out. Welcome back. Thank you very much for staying with us. What's the last one there, Toots? European Union. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're stuck there in the European Union. They're struggling to unify versus the old national identities. And it's an unnatural union. So they're weakened. Like there's who's the leader struggle. It's just uh, it doesn't uh, coordinate. It's a wannabe uh, nice idea, but it's very awkward and um, uncoordinated. And to make strong, swift decisions, it's just not even close. And I'll tell you, strong, swift decisions are going to be needed in the future. You know, they need to uh, galvanize with a strong spine. You know, come together and have one That's unified... That's so hard. You know, they've been independent countries a lot of times down each other's throats. And, you know, you just pointed out before the break about how Germany and France are right next to each other and are so different. So different. And, you know, and it, it's true with all the European countries. They're each so different and unique. Yeah, they're their own country and... United States sort of grew that way right, but it's very different. these have been established countries for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's a very problem thing, and it's just uh, not coordinated. And they also need to be stronger backbone. We have a lot of fighting. You know, we just recently read an article that was sent to us that happened in Germany where the, there was a uh, woman who had married a Muslim man, and she was in a German courtroom, and she wanted a divorce because her Muslim husband was beating on her. And the German judge said, I can't give you a divorce, an expedient divorce. You knew when you married this guy that, you know, he had a right to use corporal punishment on you according to his religion, and I cannot alter that. So listen to this. Here we are in Europe in a German a courtroom, and they're backing up Sharia law. Mm -hmm. That's scary. Yeah. That is very, very Instead scary. Of laws of fairness and respect to all the citizens, they have laws more and more and more creeping over to Sharia law, 
And Sharia law is not just. <laughs> There's nothing just you know, about it. The women are the chattel, which is like yeah. cattle, That's dogs, right. families, possessions of the man. A uh, man can divorce a woman. A woman can't divorce a man. A woman is the man's property. You know, it is just sick. And and the problem is, is that now uh, in Europe it's starting to be that Sharia law is uh, dominating in the courtrooms. That's a very scary thing. They should they should be standing up against that, not surrendering to it. Well, you know, there have been some uh, leaders in different countries, Muslim leaders, that they say we will take over Europe by our women because they will have babies so much more than the Europeans. And the Europeans are having between one and two babies a couple, and the Muslims are having uh, around five or six, and they're just, you know... You know, stacking up millions here, and eventually it's going to tilt in their favor. They'll, they'll, and democracies, they'll start taking over everything. And that's just a scary thing because the Muslim religion does not have respect for a lot of things, and then the women. How many do we have that we didn't do? Are there a lot? Uh, let's see. Yeah, there's probably uh, 15 or something. Wow. And then, then we go into religions. We're going to do religions next. So, um, I don't know, next week sometime, I guess. We'll, we'll see. We'll tackle into some of these some more. I hope this has been interesting to you. It kind of helps uh, bring the whole globe together and understand uh, lessons, group lessons, karmic lessons, country lessons, and that if we all begin to work on our own individually, we can start making a difference with the whole group. Right on. Individual lessons will make a difference with the group. Yeah, there's a reason for everything, and there's actually a fair reason for everything. We'd love to hear from you. Amber's at MasteringOurselves.com. Now, come on. You can do it. Stretch into. The greater you. Thanks for being with us. We hope it's been helpful. Now, come on. You can do it. Stretch into. The greater you.